Welcome to Group Talk. Four shows, one podcast from the Small Group Network focusing on topics relevant to small group ministries. Whether you're in a church of 100 or 10,000, whether you're a volunteer or staff, we want to support, encourage, and equip you to lead well. So relax, listen, and enjoy Inside Saddleback with Steve Gladen. Merry Christmas and happy December to all of you small group point people out there around the world in the trenches of small group ministry. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to listen to our show today. Derek here along with your other host, the connoisseur of fine cheeses, Steve Gladen. Ah, oui, oui, senor. (laughs) I should should say aloha. And speaking of food, what was uh, one of the best things you ate on your recent expedition to Hawaii? Yeah, first off, the conference was amazing. Uh, man, this, the people, the churches, uh, it was just exciting to train that. I think, uh, we, we just finished out the year. The souls impacted was just a tick under 15,000 people. Uh, that was just incredible, but it, it was pretty much was in Hawaii for 72 hours. Uh, so it was a quick two day conference. But I did happen to have some of the best fish, uh, you know, each night. I think I had swordfish one night, Maui Maui, or (laughs) Mahi Mahi. (laughs) Oh, man. No no pig's head? No no pig's head, no nothing. You know, we, you know, uh, you know, thought about, you know, grabbing a wild boar out there on the island, but decided to go against uh, any, any and all of that. But I did uh, find uh, that there people were hunting because the, we had some wild, wild boars that uh, broke into a macadamia nut farm and they've been eating macadamia nuts. So man, that's going to be some sweet bacon. But anyways, I I digress on food, which we don't need to. I, I figured for sure you were at some kind of luau, just enjoying the warm weather and and pig's head. But uh, hey, Steve, on behalf of the Small Group Network, we just want to thank you for making the ultimate sacrifice to travel that far distance, to minister to the people of Hawaii, to sacrifice. Thank you. That That's my middle name. That's my middle name, Sacrifice. So I'm, I'm here <laughs> for you, brother. The bitterness hey, is just rough in your life, I tell you. <laughs> so last night, my small group had one of our um, kind of final gatherings of the season, kind of our fall small group season. And let me tell you, I have an incredible idea for all the small group point people out there. If you want to end your small group with some crazy fun, you might try what we did. And um, we played a game, the game called Mafia. And oh my uh, gosh, with like, I mean, this was a you know a small group of twenty plus people. This was including some older kids. I mean, talk about fun. Talk about craziness. If you want to really get to know your small group uh, members, play mafia with them. Yeah, if those of you who don't know what that is, you can go ahead and put that in your search search engine. Uh, make sure you're clear on what you're talking about the mafia game, so you don't get all kinds of things. I remember my uh, my kids' high school would do that, and it's a it, it's a cutthroat game. Talk about cutthroat! Luckily, I was the doctor, so I kept saving myself from uh, my fellow members who were trying to kill me. <laughs> But uh, Steve, uh, before we dive into the big December show, you want to give our quick loyal listeners a preview of uh, this blockbuster show that's coming up? 
Sure. And just uh, this, those of you maybe listening for the first time, this is a podcast for small group point people. We're all about you guys and trying to help you. We go through four different blocks. We, we go through our Saddleback Scoop, just kind of sharing with you what's going on in the trenches at Saddleback Church as we're uh, moving through each month, getting further and further away from COVID, hopefully. Uh, then uh, we go from there to a, a network nugget. And we're just always letting you know what's the latest in the small group network and what's going to be happening. Then we'll jump into a leadership learning uh, that uh, is is front and center with uh, with us, and then a trending topic, usually doing with the season of the small group calendar or the or the different phases of what's going on in that. Uh, role as a small group point person in small group ministry. So, uh, but in this particular show where we got some great topics that we're going to be getting to you, you know, getting ready for 22 uh, with the Saddleback Scoop, uh, talking about the network, got some uh, some new new stuff to tell you about, but also something that's consistent with us about the lobby. If you're not aware of that, we're going to drill it to you one more time. We're going to talk to you about six questions to surviving people who like to attack you. Uh, part of our uh, leadership learning with that and our trending topic is going to be on gratitude or two acts that you got to have in leadership. So excited to roll this all out and uh, kind of help people uh, dive into some good stuff. So, Steve, take us into the Saddleback Scoop and give us an update on the latest happenings around Saddleback Church. Yeah. You know, one of the things that uh, I, I do every year is uh, I abandon annually my my schedule, my, my mayhem and all that, and I usually go off to a conference to attend it, not to teach at it, which is always a fun seat to be in and, and learn. Uh, no shocking, I spent most of the conference in the lobby, which we'll, we'll tell you uh, why that's such a great uh, irony and pun uh, when we talk about the network nugget. But, you know, what's interesting is, um, you know, we're all about disciple making in small group ministry. And I'm amazed at this uh, discipleship conference that I was at, uh, how, how little uh, small groups was talked about. Uh, discipleship obviously was front and center, but I, I'm amazed how, um, not that anybody said this, that they're the enemies of each other, but how sometimes disciple making uh, gets lost as something else, uh, as, you know, a separate thing other than what small group ministry is about. And if you're a small group point person, the heart and soul uh, of your small group ministry is not so much discipleship, but disciple making. And that's one of the front and center things that we're focusing on at Saddleback Churches is how do you do that? And at this conference, they, they tended to focus a lot on triads or uh, gender-based triads and, and going deeper in discipleship, which tends to, uh, with, a, with a lot of them, leads to a lot of the cognitive parts uh, but was pleased, you know, a lot of it was, you know, uh, some of the action items. What do you do as a disciple, as a follower of Christ? Uh, but at this conference, it was, you know, one of those things where um, it's, and, and I've noticed this with other people, I, you know, I, I looked on the Facebook group uh, for the small group network and someone asked a question about, you know, uh, you know, what are your favorite discipleship books or who do you look towards? And a lot of times it, it can almost be a stark difference than if you ask the same question of saying, who influences you in small group ministry? And hopefully the two would be coinciding. But uh, as I continue to digress, uh, you know, I just want to give those a preface because it, 
you know, at Saddleback, you know, disciple making is what we're talking about. And that's what our focus is. We're starting to turn the page from 21 to 22, obviously doing all the Christmas parties. And um, at the close of the show, we're going to talk to you about gratitude uh, and how that um, coincides with leadership as we start to, um, you know, wrap up the year. But, you know, with our small group leaders, uh, we're focusing on disciple making and really front and center of, of moving all of our groups into uh, coming out of 2021, going into 2022, looking at our uh, health assessment and our group assessments, trying to, you know, measure what matters with us. Uh, metrics uh, serve you, should serve what you're trying to do with spiritual health. And spiritual health obviously should be coinciding with disciple making. So that's a huge piece of where our groups are moving towards. And we've been uh, working with our communications and our marketing teams to make sure we're doing a, a great push uh, coming out in the new year on health, uh, spiritual health, of uh, how deep are you in with authentic community, with uh, fellowship, which is where we would do a lot of our triads that discipleship talks about. Where are you adding your spiritual next steps? Um, you know, how are you using your spiritual gifting? Uh, where are you at in evangelism and bringing people to heaven? And how are you connecting vertically with God as in that's the individual side? And we have corresponding pieces with the group. But so that's our focus at Saddleback. Then along with that, uh, we are rallying all of our community leaders who are just one part of our village that brings spiritual health to our small groups. If you're not familiar with that, take a quick look at page 143 and planning small groups with purpose, and you'll see our village that we have there. And then with our small group pastors, uh, and to you as a small group point person listening to the show, I, I would ask you the question, where are you taking your people in 2022? You should already be thinking about that. For, for us, our, uh, we always come out with a word that we're focusing on, and that word is always into an acrostic. That's why we pick nice short words. Uh, so we don't overwhelm people in the year, but uh, our word that we're focusing on is trust. And trust will stand for, uh, we're going to talk about truth, how that plays out, and where do you find truth in this day and era of people uh, being so skeptical to leadership, uh, not only in governmental levels, but a lot of times it creeps into the church. How do you deal with the R is resilience, the U is unity. The S is stewardship, and the T is teachability. And if you want to see any of the theme words that we've used at Saddleback over the last two-plus decades, you can go to smallgroups.net forward slash theme, and uh, you can uh, look at those. But that's kind of like our scoop uh, for Saddleback and, you know, what we're looking on. We're always generally in this uh, block right here. We're always looking at what are we doing for the group leader? What are we doing for the people who support the group leaders? And then what are we doing for the point person in the small group ministry? Steve, oh, what page of your book was that village found on? Uh, page 143. Is that spooky that I know these page numbers? <laughs> That's exactly why I asked you. I wanted to see if you really had this down. That is really impressive that you've got your book page numbers memorized. Well, you know, when you get the same question over and over again from other small group point people and you talk about it, you start to remember some of them like, oh, that's a subgrouping conversation. Uh, <laughs> let me refer to you on page 111 in, you know, small groups with purpose. So it's, it's, it's crazy and psychotic, but, you know, it's my brain. 
And uh, if listeners want to get your book, you can uh, go to our website, smallgroupnetwork.com. And I believe under resources, you will find links to all of Steve's books where you can uh, read the whole baby. Well, that was a great scoop. And uh, on now, we are going, we're marching on to the network nugget. And uh, there's always so many exciting developments happening within the small group network. Um, And Steve, where do you want to start with the network nugget? You know, uh, obviously, we do have some great things and like two things that nobody else knows about, um, uh, except for, you know, some of the leadership, but uh, two of the things that we haven't broadcast out, we got a a few things to share about that. But Derek, you know what, we get robbed. We're we're in the first part of the month. So, you know, on our show here, it is December 1st, which is super crazy. When you you let us out with Merry Christmas, I was like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) I I, I guess it's true. But, uh, you know. Uh, but, you know, once we air in January, it's a little late. You know, I think you were telling me before the show, man, we're already looking forward. So, hey, let's take a little back. You know, uh, what, you know, when you look at the last, uh, you know, you know, the airing of this show, it's the last 11 months. But so we're missing the month of December. But uh, what what's something that you look back on uh, with the network that stood out to you? You know, you, you helped direct our communications team, putting out uh, a ton of content. And uh, through podcasts, through written material, I don't, I don't know if you do audio material or, well, I guess that'd be podcasts, but. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I could use a football analogy. Oh, um, permission to use football analogy any day of the week. You I know? had to work it in somehow. Yeah. You know, I feel like the SGN in 2021 is, has been kind of like your uh, Ohio State Buckeyes this year. You know, you guys. We're a bit one-dimensional at the beginning of the year. You lost at home to Oregon with your young, struggling quarterback. Which we won't tell you what Derek calls Oregon because it's, it'd be bleeped out of this show. But uh, <laughs> it, it's you, you can you can go on social media and you can uh, you can DM him and find out. You know what's he called the University of Oregon people? You know, as someone from Washington, a Washington Husky. You know, it's it's very humorous, but uh, not worthy on a Christian show to no, share. No, no. No. So you guys started out, you know, struggling. And um, so, you know, the year for the SGN kind of started out rough, 2021, you know, coming out of this pandemic, having to cancel our biggest physical gathering of the year, the lobby gathering in SoCal and other in-person events. Therefore, we didn't, you know, get to come together as a network and celebrate the wins like we're used to doing. And so this kind of made things feel a little bit one-dimensional as we were mostly only able to meet online and do online ministry. But uh, just as the Buckeyes have come roaring back for much of the year, um, your quarterback's playing great. He's in the Heisman talk. You're in the playoffs, most likely, hopefully. Um, So the SGNs come roaring back, you know, with an amazing virtual gathering that we had, uh, virtual lobby gathering in March. Then we had another one a couple months ago. James has stepped up with some great new ideas. His network passed here. I've seen new SGN leaders rise up, some new bloggers, new regional team members uh, to serve. And it's so cool to see our physical events coming back, Hawaii, Arizona, elsewhere, seeing the pictures of people coming together, gathering. And so, uh, of course, this February, we're going to talk about it, uh, our biggest uh, gatherings coming back in a SoCal, the lobby gathering. So that's kind of how I picture the SGN this year. It's like a 
a stone and a slingshot. We got pulled back a bit, but we're shooting forward. Yeah, I mean, that is a great analogy. Great, obviously, using the Buckeyes. Anything's a great analogy when you're using that, and it's positive. But, I mean, I love what you're saying because, you know, how quickly we forget that the lobby was not in person, and we gathered about 500 or so in February, and, uh, you know, quite a few people. I can't remember the exact number again later on this fall. Uh, again, on when we did the leadership development one. But it's amazing. Um what we forget, what I forget, let me put it that way, that so many things were put into a virtual container and coming out. I, I was going down a similar road when I was looking back and I was thinking of the the resilience and the tenacity of the network and each one of you showing up strong, writing articles that were the COVID-friendly things that helped churches with COVID, uh, helping people, you know, to stay together as best as we could in a virtual environment and cannot wait as we go into 22 just to, to see what God's going to do. But, uh, you know, at the close of the year, you're going to get all of our year-end reports and the growth of the small group network uh, has been over a hundred percent almost on every channel that we have. And it's just, it, it's been crazy just to see uh, that God provided something just at the perfect time. So I, I think I would echo your, I think you said it a whole lot better though. Uh, but I, I, I like that piece. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, so that was our look back at the year. And, you know, now we are talking about uh, some stuff that's coming up. That's also exciting. What do you want to start with? Yeah, looking forward is is fun. Obviously, we got the lobby coming up. Uh, it, you know, as you mentioned, we had to go virtual last year in February. This year, February 22 to 24, we are going to be on ground at Rancho Capistrano back again. It's our networking event. Um, uh, sadly to say, we have to limit it to about 130 um, small group point people who, who like the network. I know we're two-thirds of the way full. Uh, as we're heading into that. So it's uh, exciting. I want to make sure you guys can jump onto that. It includes everything, your meals, your lodging, um, everything. So when you see the price of it, you go, oh my goodness, it's over $500. But when you think to be in Orange County, uh, you, you're, you're going to be lucky between meals and housing that you don't spend that much. But it's our 15-year anniversary, so we're really excited about that. Uh, this is all our commemorative coins that were given to everybody on this particular one, our new format. Uh, you guys were asking about this. We're doing it. We're going to have a track for people who are new to the network, are new to small group ministry, uh, those who are veterans, and then an opportunity for people in similar church sizes just to gather, whether you're new or whether you're a veteran, to learn from each other. So some great uh, pieces with that. And then obviously we have a couple. We always like to take you uh, in some of our conversations to places you wouldn't naturally go to. And so we're, we're, we're doing that uh, with a couple talks there. So excited about the lobby. Derek, anything you want to say on the lobby before I move on to two things I'm super excited about that nobody else knows about yet? <laughs> Hopefully James is listening to this uh, show so he can know what's happening. The lobby is a great place to be in February. I don't think I need to say much more than that. Add in uh, just amazing people and uh, all kinds of ideas. And one of the special things about the lobby is that it's built to network. Everybody has an equal voice. It's not 
us and them, you know, the big experts and everybody else. Everybody gets to uh, chat and join in, share their experiences, ask questions, and learn. So um, go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash events to register today. Lock in that spot. I love it. Hey, a couple of things that are coming up. We've talked to you about Attain, our new uh, conference, uh, in-person conference that we have for small group leaders, not for small group point people, but small group leaders. Uh, We have um, this particular conference is rolling out. Uh, I think last show we told you is going to be D.C., Nashville, and Dallas, which all three of those are staying consistent. But also, we had said Orlando, that turned into an accelerate event. So we had to replace it with something. We thought, why not go back to Hawaii? And uh, you, you want to treat your small group leaders? Uh, send them to Hawaii and they'll, they'll love you. Or you can go scout it out for yourself. But Attain is a conference that is for uh, small group leaders and, and helping them just learn the basics of small group ministries. We have two different, uh, um, I should say, uh, tracks with the small group leader training we have attain in advance attain is our foundational that gets people set and uh you can go on the website and you can learn more about um those four sections that we're going to be talking about in um for small group leaders of what they need to know but the exciting thing too is for you as a small group point person will uh for every small group point person that comes they're going to get 11 videos that can help take that existing conference deeper throughout the rest of the year. So you could send it to your small group leaders. You could do a, a, a mini rally with them every month and gather them together. But it's a way that you can take the conference just a little bit deeper. And um, like I said, you can uh, learn more about the conference and itself um, on the website. Uh, and, and then along with that, One of the exciting things that we're going to put out in 2022 is an ideas book. Uh, Constantly, we are getting small group point people that are saying, hey, what are some ideas that my groups can do? And we're going to be putting out an ideas book that is from you, the small group point people from all throughout the network. And you can submit your ideas and uh, you'll get more information coming out on this. But the great thing is, is that uh, what we want to be able to do is see the ideas that you're submitting. Uh, We're going to put your name in your church and city and state and country of where it's from. But this is going to be an ideas book for you that uh, will be done in such a way that it's something you'll be able to get to your small group leaders. Uh, So it's all people from the small group network blessing all the churches in the small group network. So it's an exciting new piece that we got coming out. And I just got to say, I'm really shocked that the small group network is going back to Hawaii for another event. Um, So I would just implore uh, all the small group leaders and point people listening to this show, you know, make a sacrifice for the Lord, you know, catch a burden for the people of Hawaii and go with Steve and, you know, suffer the hardships of the Hawaiian life and go and learn how to empower yourself as a small group leader. <laughs> Man, I mean, it must be getting cold up in the in the Pacific Northwest for you to be, you know, I just gave you this great ideas book and I and then you went back right to Hawaii, you know. Have to, you're, you're, you're gonna have to train it somehow. Hey, something else to look forward to is um each uh, year in December, uh, kind of right after Christmas and in between the new year, 
we release our, our kind of our year-end annual report and the best of blogs, like the best uh, blogs of the year, best videos and best podcasts. Those are always fun, something I look forward to seeing. Obviously, everything we put out is amazing, but it's it's really cool to see some of the top wins compiled and uh, some of the best content, at least that you guys thought was the best by views and ratings. Right, Steve? Yeah, no, it's, it, it, I actually enjoy going back to it. I mean, in the, over the course of a year, you, you go, oh yeah, I remember reading that or, oh yeah, I remember listening to that. And, uh, it's, there's always good stuff. So it's always by, you know, who listens the most, who reads the most that we, we get all that. Well, as we jump into the leadership learning, we are coming around the bases and uh, we're talking about six questions to survive attackers. Steve, tell us more about this. Yeah, you know, I was going through uh, Psalm 54, and um, this is, you know, it was just interesting because, uh, you know, going through COVID, I I saw more inviting that was happening uh, in the church than ever before. And it's not uncommon for the church to get attacked from the outside, but more of this came from within. And as we're going into 22, I thought these were good questions that uh, in the Psalm, in Psalm 54, that David was was doing to model to us on how to survive your attackers. And if you're not uh, familiar um, with this particular part of Scripture, in Psalm 54, this is when David's countrymen were turning against him. And, you know, as all as with all of us, um, we always know that when we're doing God's work, the enemy is there to try and push us back, to stomp us down, to stop us. And so, as you are trying to come into 2022 and just so excited about what you want to see happen and where you want to go, sometimes you can feel like, oh, I think my senior pastor is attacking me or, or, or the culture of our church is going against where I thought we were going or, you know, my leadership and my small group ministry is not in sync with me or or maybe it is tax, attacks from the outside and you, you feel some things, you know, attacking your family or attacking you or just the situations. So, it could be so broad and wide. But for for David, I think one of the advantages he had was he could see his enemy. Uh, is generally the people with the weapons that were coming towards him that were uh, clearly, you know, the bad people. But for us, sometimes it's a little bit more subtle and you don't know where it's coming from. And, and, you know, unfortunately, what people always love to do is talk to everybody else, but never the person that they're upset about, uh, which is what we call gossip in the New Testament. So there, you know, Matthew uh, 18, 15 through 17 gives us clear clear guidelines on how to deal with conflict. So often we forget that those three important verses. But what I want to do is walk you through six questions that we saw David ask that I think will help us a lot when we're going into 2022. I just want to walk through these questions and you might want to jot them down because um, it, because we're all going to get attacked in that. And so, first question was uh, in verse one, is God stronger than your attacker? And I know we all know the answer to that, but a lot of times when people are calling us a name, we forget that we need to put our trust in God's name. And I'm just like most of you, I would think that uh, we never like it when people hate us or, you know, send us a bad email or say ill will against us. But it's one of those pieces where uh, this verse was just, you know, 
pushing David back into trusting in God's name. Number two is, uh, do those attacking us have a regard for God? And in verse three, you saw David being able to say, hey, I got to consider where the source is. And obviously, when non-believers attack you, sometimes it's easier to deal with than when your own brethren or sister attack you. And uh, I know I experienced that through COVID, and I'm sure I'm going to experience it in 2022. But first thing, you know, David had to just find out, you know, I've got to consider the source of where this is from. And is there any biblical truth that might be in the poor delivery that it's coming towards me. Third question, and, uh, who am I looking to for support? And in verse four, you see that David knew where to go to for the support. And I know a lot of times for us, we talk about a C team or those people that are closest to us, helping us with the strategic part of our small group ministry uh, that you can lean into, or maybe it's your small group. I mean, obviously Derek's small group plays mafia and tries to kill off everybody, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, your small group might be a little bit more friendlier, but the, the bigger question is who are you looking towards? And obviously you're looking towards God, but uh, people who attack you can make you feel, uh, lonely and they can make you feel isolated. And that's when you need to know not only who are you going to, but you got to remember what God has done for you. Uh, a lot of times uh, we, especially during this time in December, uh, we think of Ebenezer, uh, but, uh, but we always think of Ebenezer Scrooge instead of the Ebenezer Stone. And in 1 Samuel 7, 12, um, the stone came about because, you know, David had a great victory and they had this Ebenezer stone, which was, it meant it was a reminder of what God Almighty did for them. So when you're looking for support, there's things that hopefully you journal about. And if you've been to, if you've read my books or you've been to one of my conferences, you know, I'm not a journaler. I don't journal every day. I mean, good Lord, I could barely, I could barely pass my English classes, let alone journal. Um, but the things I do journal about are when God, when the, when the supernatural God intersects my little puny life, and I know that there's a miracle there, that's what I journal about. So I don't forget about those things. So that's the Ebenezer stone. I know you're thinking Ebenezer Scrooge, uh, but you know, think of the Ebenezer stone that 1 Samuel 7, 12 gives us. So in this third question, who are you going to when those attacks are happening? And then, you know, how are you remembering God? The fourth question is, am I trusting God for revenge or am I trusting me? Now, again, in verse five, you, you see this played out, but you just got to know who you are. My character is, I love to be God's instrument to bring revenge. Uh, I, I love the, the, the Klingon saying, you know, revenge is a dish best served cold. Uh, so, you know, it's this, you know, I, I love those aspects of life, but those aren't God's aspects. And uh, I always got to retreat to Romans 12, 19, and just remember, you know, never take your own vengeance. You know, that's up to God. You, you, you stay too pure and true in your own heart. Um, Question five, uh, have I prayed about the problem? And this goes back in verse two. And again, just like in gossip, you tend to tell everybody, but the person you're mad at and you need to do that. Just like in small group, when it's prayer time, we tend to spend 30 minutes talking about the prayers and about one minute praying. And this is a great piece that you see David do in verse two. And we talked 
more about prayer than actually doing it. And this is the thing where you've just really got to see God when you're under attack. And there's a bunch of bunch of shrap metal over the course of the last 18 months that I, I'm still praying about and saying, God, give me an opportunity to redeem a situation that I think because of because of the enemy and untruth, uh, we didn't have an opportunity. But you know, seriously taking that to prayer and um you know, involving those in the previous question who are close to you to, to pray about it. And then the la- uh, last question there is number six is, have I thanked God for the solution? And this is what I really love in Psalm, uh, in verses six and seven, David in advance gave a sacrificial uh, gift towards God, thanking him for helping him with the with the solution of what he was dealing with. And it kind of leads us to that question of, you know, how are you thanking God? So, six questions, you know, when you're under attack within or on the outside, uh, number one, is God stronger than your attacker? Number two, uh, do those attacking have a regard for God? Question three, who am I looking to for support? And, you know, we talked about the who and then the reminder from God. Question four, am I trusting God for the uh, vengeance or the revenge, or am I trusting myself? That's a little bit of your heart ad- attitude check. Question five, am I uh, praying about the problem? And that's, you know, that's your job. Pray about it. God will do the rest. Do your best and let God do the rest. And then question six, have I thanked God for the solution and thanking God in advance? And how are we thanking God? So I think our leadership learning is, you know, we're going to be going into 2022. We'd be remiss if we think that the enemy is going to let us come out of COVID just with, you know, all, you know, rainbows and unicorns and lollipops, uh, but he'll be right there trying to attack us. And so, you know, we need to be armed and ready like David was in Psalm 54. Man, great leadership learning, great questions to survive attackers because uh, in life we're going to be attacked and, uh, in ministry, we are going to be attacked, as uh, sad as that might sound. It just happens. It's part of the game, part of the calling. And yeah, so, and, my, and my question to you, Derek, was did you do these six questions when you were playing Mafia, uh, you know, when you're being attacked? <laughs> hey, all I can say is that Mafia took me out, and uh, <laughs> the rest of the group relished in it. <laughs> So that was your leadership learning. We're sliding into home base of this episode. This is the grand finale. This is the trending topic. We're talking about two acts of leadership, Steve. Yeah. And you know, obviously, when you're sandwiched between uh, Thanksgiving and uh, the new year, uh, the culture, at least in North America, is one of gratitude. And part of the role of leadership is to clarify purpose and to say thank you. Two of the most important things you can do as a small group point person, clarify the purpose and learn how to say thank you. And uh, there are hundreds of verses uh, throughout the Old and the New Testament about giving thanks. It's part of the it's part of the culture. Uh, you've heard us talk about how the the Bible's uh, made of a family system. It, it's the same way. The culture there is all about gratitude. And um, Derek and I have come up with you know uh, eight things about uh, you know why is gratitude 
so important. Why is it so important? Because both scripture and science, the studies uh, through science and just God's word of, of, you know, giving us his wisdom, showing that having a mindset of gratitude yields great blessings. And so uh, we got eight, eight of these findings for you really quick. We're just going to rattle them off, but then we want to give you some practical practical ways that you should uh, talk, how you should talk about gratitude. And I'll just kind of kick it off. Number one is gratitude improves your brain and physical health. Science has shown this. Number two, gratitude creates happiness. Number three, gratitude helps you sleep better. Number four, gratitude is the antidote to toxic emotions. Isn't that true? Ooh, that's good. Uh, Five, gratitude improves relationships. You know, you don't have time to bicker with each other. Gratitude opens the door to people and opportunities. All right. Number seven. That's true because everybody wants to be around somebody that's thankful, right? That's true. Yeah. You want to be around the happy people or... You want to be around Tigger? You want to be around Eeyore? Uh, for those who don't know Winnie the Pooh, it's a great theological book. <laughs> Number seven, gratitude is the evidence of maturity. And Number eight, gratitude pleases God and brings his blessings. Yeah. So when you look at these eight things, um, maybe Derek will post them in the show notes if he feels, you know, like having gratitude for those eight things. <laughs> I guess, uh, but maybe we'll cut. We'll uh, post these show notes in here because I want to give you some practical ways to show gratitude. And, and let me give them to you, and I'll explain them to you. Be specific, be sensitive, and be searching. Be specific. Using names is so important. Uh, I love that uh, when Nehemiah was uh, thanking people for building the wall uh, over forty-eight times, he used specific names. Names show that you are important, uh, and not only using their names to thank them. So, hey, Derek, I want to thank you, uh, but focus on the details of what they've done. What specifically did they do? Uh, you know, Derek partners with me in in helping creating this podcast and putting it out. Derek oversees, you know, our communications arm of the small group network. You know, but when you're thanking people, you want to use their name and be specific for what they have done. The second part of that is being sensitive. And this is when you move past the surface and the heart and recognize the the heart of the individual, noticing their character, their humility, and their generosity. How did they do that? You know, when did they do that? Were they going through a tough time and they they mustered it up and they still still continued on? But you know, throughout this whole season, it's a great opportunity to remember how people have really weathered probably uh, at least in the last 50 years, some of the toughest time of ministry of uh, being, of helping your church work through it and just writing them a note. And so often people think, oh, I'll send them a Starbucks card. Uh, that's nice. But I mean, really the, the main piece is being able to be, not only be specific about what they've done for you, but be sensitive to the attributes of what they showed and you noticed in their character and their humility and their generosity of what they did that. So you want to be specific, you want to be sensitive, and then you want to be searching. And that's just a reminder to do it. Um, 
probably I'm talking to myself more than anything else. I get so busy. I'm moving through so many things uh, that we just forget to show appreciation. We forget to show gratitude. And no time like, you know, the zone we're in as we're looking towards Advent, as we're uh, actually as we're ad- in Advent, as we're looking towards the birth of our Savior, to being able to show that the, the gratitude and, and looking for those people. And I know one of the things I try to do is, you know, just use my voice memo on my phone just when I see something or when I'm reminded about something to say, hey, this is what this person did. And, and, and just, you know, make sure I email them. And studies just show time and time again, we get new energy and happiness when we appreciate somebody. So as we're wrapping up, you know, this, this last block of, you know, our trending topic, we're in a zone right now of showing gratitude. Probably there's not one of you that is not thinking about the Christmas party that you want to do for your leadership. I would encourage you to help them reap the eight benefits of gratitude by doing these three things. Be specific with them. And it takes time. Be sensitive to what they've done. And obviously, be be searching for who those people are that you're trying to show gratitude towards. So, so good. Thanks, Steve, for that. What an amazing trending topic. Those are your two acts of leadership. And again, check the show notes of this podcast. We'll have all of those notes on gratitude listed. And again, be specific, be sensitive, be searching. Love that. Uh, Steve, what a great show. And uh, just we want to say thanks again to everybody out there who's listening. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. We hope that this episode encouraged and equipped you to lead better. We hope you have an amazing Christmas season with your family, with your friends, with your small group. And until next time, goodbye. See you later, buddy. Thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast through iTunes and get new episodes downloaded automatically. Also, if you enjoy this program, please take a few minutes to give us a positive rating on iTunes so that other small group point people can find us more easily. We encourage you to visit our website, smallgroupnetwork.com, to access our library of free resources, connect to a huddle with other small group ministry leaders in your area, read our blog articles, or join us on our Facebook group. Don't forget to use the hashtag SGNet when engaging with your social media channels. Thank you for your support.